to Gapology Radio Podcast with authors Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. We can be reached at gapology.org and our books can be found at amazon.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Brian Brockhoff, your host for Gapology Radio. Mark Tinas is standing by. I'm going to give him a call right now and we're going to see where he's at this week. Hey Brian. Hey Mark, how are you doing? I'm great, how are you? Good, I'm doing great. Where are you this week? I'm visiting my daughter in Los Angeles. That's good. I love coming to L.A. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. So what do you have for us this week? What are you thinking? Well, I'm going to cover a topic, if it's okay with you, that's not addressed thoroughly in Gapology. Okay. And it's called uh, what I call the three keys to creating action. So if you're a leader of a team, uh, drop everything right now and go get a pen and write these down. Uh, These are things that we learned that are crazy effective that you probably are not doing. Gapology, as many of you would know, is closing the knowledge gap, closing the importance gap, and closing the action gap. So Gapology is all about creating action. Well, what we learned while we were coaching teams in that is a method of communication that actually creates that action. So I want to share that with you. All right. So the first key to creating action is tell your audience what they need to know. So if you're a leader and you're communicating a change, a policy, uh, procedural variance, whatever it might be, tell them what they need to know. So start with the facts. So this may be the reasoning behind Uh, the change that's coming and and often changes the reason for communication, but tell them what they need to know. So lay out briefly the business case uh, in, you know, for lack of a better term for what we're doing, the facts. If you were, if you were asking them to tell their subordinates, for example, of this change, you would be equipping them with the facts, the metrics, whatever it might be, that support the change and speak to it. Uh, This works in in all venues, though. So anytime anyone is trying to move a team of people to action around something specific, start with the facts and the reasoning behind it. So step one is what you need to know. The second key is why it matters. So you've laid out the what it is. Now you lay out why it matters. And what this does is it creates a sense of urgency. And it's designed to create a buy-in by the team to the chain. And it may create, in many cases, a sense of purpose, which may have been lacking so why it matters. This is a big deal. So most leaders do not structure their communication in this order. They don't give the facts and then they don't tell why it matters. That sequence is critical and it actually is sequential. So before I can understand why it matters, I have to understand what it is. So give me the facts and then give me the relevance of the facts and why it matters, why it matters to me. This is incredibly powerful. 
So all communication where you're designing uh, a structured communication around moving people to action, you start with the facts and the reasoning, you know, what you need to know, and then you move on to why it matters. And uh, you'll find this to be quite effective. Does that make sense, Brian? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Um, There's been several times where I've seen a leader start with all the whys before they start to go to the to the what and what i notice that happens a lot of times is that starts to create fear people start to wonder what's going on um you know there's just a lot of times anxiety starts to happen um so i like this order i think i think you know just get the get the facts out there get that out there first let me tell you what you're describing you're describing something being out of context Mm-hmm. So if you're telling me why it matters before I know what it is, I do not have a context to absorb it. I don't have a context to understand it. So that that's why the sequence matters here. I need to know the facts. I need to know the reasoning. And then I need to know the why. And often we, we do lead with the why as leaders, and it, and it can really confuse the teams. As you pointed out, it can create fear. Uh, most often it creates confusion. Because I do not have a context. Right. So the order here matters. What I what do you need to know and why it matters is the sequence. So now that, that was great, Brian. Thank you for add, adding that. Yeah, perfect. So lastly then, step number three. So we've gone from what you need to know to why it matters. Step number three, and I'm calling it the three keys to action. So the third key then is what you need to do. So they now have a context for what they need to do. You've created the context. You've told them about it and you've told them why it matters. That's a big deal. So what you need to do creates uh, a call to action. It creates an energy that now has a context. And this sequence works. I, uh, we recently, Gapology recently toured and presented Gapology in India, in Uganda, in Guatemala, uh, Honduras, and, and other countries. And where English isn't necessarily the first language, or it's not as well understood as we may understand it, this order created all the difference in the world in the communication to the people we were talking to. So, but it, but it, it works everywhere. So today, if I were getting up and making a speech in front of a group, I would structure it with the three keys, what you need to know, why it matters and what you need to do. So the call to action, the sense of action, the sense of urgency around action is created by the order and by the sequencing. Unfortunately, most leaders and most speakers jumble up what I just described. So the three keys sort of are all mixed up in a blender. Doesn't work that way. Our brains don't work that way. So when we order things in the three keys, what you need to know, why it matters, and what you need to do, it changes everything in terms of the action that you're expecting from from that. Make sense, Brian? Sure. And it really fits in with Gapology, doesn't it? So 
So, so gapology is knowledge, importance, and action. And so those three keys align perfectly with knowledge, importance, and action. So when we wrote gapology, we didn't know these three keys. We learned them as we taught groups and as we worked with organizations who became incredibly successful. Uh, they sort of showed us that. They heard Gapology and then they structured that and then we saw it. So this is not written into Gapology. So I want to tell one other story as it relates to this, Brian, if I can. We work with a nationwide chain uh, manufacturing company and they have fifty over 50 factories nationwide. And they rely on conference calls to communicate. So... Their normal communication is a Monday conference call out to those that run the 50 factories on what they need to do. So we um, worked with them for one year on restructuring the conference calls, and we structured them into this format. But we added one other thing. Conference calls are an incredibly deceiving communication environment you as the speaker don't know if everyone's listening on the other end you don't know what their notes show you don't know if they took notes you don't know if they're even on the call you don't know people multitask today people work from home today they may not even be there so we simply added to the three keys a simple process which we call random recaps so we would simply after each segment of the call, so let's say it's a one-hour call and there are four key communications that are being delivered, we would simply, at the end of each of those four communications, at the end of each 15 we would stop, we would pause, and we would call on someone at random to just review their notes, walk us through what we talked about in, in the format that we just described. This was incredible. Because overnight, well, guess what happened, Brian? Do you, you know? What's you know that? The, do you know the end of the story here? I bet they all started paying attention. So, so note-taking became <laughs> an art. It became something that everybody did. They paid attention like never before. They took notes like never before. They attended the call like never before. Nothing is more embarrassing than the leader of the call saying, Brian, Brian. I guess Brian's not with us. <laughs> He's at the beach. And, you know, and Brian runs one of our biggest factories, you know, in the country. So it's unfortunate that he's not on the call. So anyhow, it changed everything. So random recaps caused uh, note-taking, engagement, everything to, to skyrocket. But it also allowed the leader to say, okay, Brian's missing one element from his notes. What is it, team? And allow the group to fill in what Brian was missing so that everyone's notes were complete and so that we all attended the same call. So after every segment of the call to do a random recap really works well. And then, you know, here's the thing we learned. You need to do that in a meeting anyway. If you're face-to-face -face in a meeting, nothing is more powerful than at the end of a segment to say, hey, hey what'd you take out of this? What are your notes? What are your takeaways? What are the actions? Let's go through it. 
and calling on someone to do that. It makes meeting engagement soar, and it really brings the three keys to life. It shows you as a leader if you are good at the three keys and how effective of a communicator you are. And it also shows if action is actually going to occur. Going to, going to occur. So you can predict the outcome of a meeting simply by using random recaps. But for conference calls, absolute necessity. So that's what I've got for you, Brian. What, what, are, your, what are your thoughts around it? Yeah, I love it. I love the random recaps. I think that's so crucial, so important um, that we do that. I think too often we just assume that people are learning and people are hearing and people are, will actually take action. And just because you tell somebody to do something does not mean they're going to take action on it or even that they understand what you're saying. And in our environments on conference calls, face-to-face meetings, you know, we're faced with multiple different personality, you know, in, in the room. And you have some people who are introverts and they're not going to be uh, sharing their learnings and that type of thing unless you specifically call on them. And I think some of those people have some of the most valuable pieces of feedback so I think the, the random recaps, calling on people specifically, I think is crucially important to hear really the brain power of the entire group. Yes. Oh, wow. That, everything you said there was, was brilliant. Uh, thank you. That was excellent. One of the things to caution leaders on, um, you're going to have people that don't have good notes at times, and you're going to have people that aren't on the call, and maybe they were called away for a good reason. Go gently on all of that. Go gently on all of that. It is important that you as a leader lead and that you help the entire group move forward. You don't want to make conference calls in a sort of negative uh, environment. That's not what it's about. It's about making them a great environment, a great call to action, great movement as of each of our calls. So maybe you sort of flip it around and you make heroes out of those that have great notes so make it a positive thing not not a negative thing so be careful you may get angry because someone wasn't uh, wasn't there at that moment things happen you know phone calls happen um be aware that that's a reality and and turn it into a positive environment with heroes yeah great That'd point my, like, my yeah advice. i like that okay brian okay. i gotta get back to the beach and to the sun and the <laughs> surf and uh, we're going out to dinner uh, on the coast. So. All right. Well, you have um, you have fun. Okay. We'll talk to you it. soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, everybody. That's it for today. Go ahead and send in your questions, comments to gapologist at gmail dot com, and we may even read one of yours on the air. Everybody have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a production of Gapology Institute. Visit us at gapology dot org.